Welcome to Savannah Podcast Meetup. I'm Henrik de Gior. Today we have a series of guests and a co-host, of course. Uh, Raz, co-host and founder of Savannah Podcast Meetup. You want to go first? Yeah, so I'm, I'm Raz, uh, owner of Podcast on Go and founder of Savannah Podcast Meetup. I've uh, been podcasting for about seven years now. Uh, own a company called Podcast on the Go, and we are a booking site for podcasting studios. Uh, so I'm looking to grow that platform so that people can find a studio near them and level up their podcast. And we have a guest, Brett. Yeah, Brett DeGear from Toronto, Ontario. Um, and I'm just here to learn about podcasting. <laughs> Excellent. Well, you're in the right welcome. place. <laughs> yeah, welcome. <laughs> And I'm Henrik DeGeor. I have a consultant, podcaster, and a writer. I have about uh, now eight podcast series. And today we're going to be talking about the uh, how to become a better podcast host. Uh, so I think uh, we have some, some things to share around that, um, uh, both before, during, and after the show recording mm. would, would be the, the way to, to think about it as, as a mm. host. Um, uh, Raz, do you have anything to share up, up front or? Uh, yeah. So I like the way you put it is before, during, and after. So you want to just go with that, with that, uh, layout and we'll just talk about stuff we can do before. Mm -hmm. Uh, so before, uh, preparation is key. Um, there is a podcast called the turnaround and it's by a guy named, oh man, I'm going to forget his name. I don't know his name, but the podcast is called the turnaround with, I think it's Jesse, but I'm, I might be lying. But he, what he does is he goes, he interviews some of the best interviewers in the world. So he's turning the mic around. And it's a really great podcast to get insight into what the greatest hosts um, think and do before, during, and after a show. You know, he interviewed NPR hosts. He interviewed uh, Larry King. He interviewed um, who was some other great, uh, Ira Glass. He had, had him on there. So just really, really brilliant interviewers. Um, and preparation was just, it was key. It was huge. So especially when it comes to really diving deep on a topic. And that's, that's somewhere where I fell off when I first started because I just wanted to get to know people. But as you level up your guests, your guests, like you, they want to know that you've read their book, that you know something about them, that you listened to their speeches before. They want to know that they're not just, that they're talking to somebody who is um, educated on the topic. You know, if you're just interviewing local entrepreneurs and business owners who own a lawn care company, you know, you can kind of wing it a little bit. Um, but if you're interviewing somebody who's an influencer, then you have to, you have to prepare quite a bit. For sure. Yeah. It's the turnaround with Jesse Thorne, a J E S S E. And then Thorne, like I have a thorn uh, yes. on a rose. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad somebody <laughs> thought to use Google. Thanks. Yeah. You're right. Yes. <laughs> thank you, Google. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so definitely, um, uh, I think it's easier to make it a repeatable process as far as having a model to repeat the invite process to to not only entice people to um, be a guest on your show. Um, obviously, it's harder in the very beginning uh, because you're not a known quantity yet, right? Unless you're a well-known personality or something like that. Uh, so, so I reach out typically to my network first, right? Uh, some, some, my, my preferred network, it happens to be LinkedIn because uh, mm -hmm. most of my um, podcasts are around business niche 
business topics. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I reach out on that, those networks. You may have a different network on say Facebook or some other social network or, or your email list or whatever that looks like, um, depending on what your show's about, right? Um, but uh, having a repeatable process, preparing to Raz's point is really important. Uh, using email templates is huge as far mm-hmm. as making it a repeatable process because your invites should look pretty much the same, right? So my, my email process is like, I'd love to have you as a, as an in, in, as a uh, podcast guest on said show, you know, tell the show name, give a link to it. I invite them to listen or subscribe to the show so that they, they have some, so that they prepare too, right? So they know right. the format, you know, oh, this is going to be conversational. This is going to be interview style. Here's potentially the questions up front uh, and you give them up front so that you have transparency to the host, to, to the guest, right? As a host saying, I'm not going to surprise you with you know, like super hard questions. And you're going to be like, I don't know. It would take me right. three years to figure out some questions, some, some answers to that. Um, but things that are a relevant to them, right? Because if it's not relevant to them, they're probably going to say, nah, uh, not, not for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and make it potentially generic enough that it can be, uh, geared towards them, but don't invite just anybody to any show, right? Because right. you're not going to get the right audience for that or the right guests, more importantly. Um, and then it's going to be harder to retain an audience if you don't have a set theme, that kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. so keep all that in, together. If there's a product or service mentioned, see if there's an affiliate deal, right? Or a marketing deal to be had prior to the show. Right. So if there's a, some kind of uh, affiliate deal where, oh, well, because said guest is on the show, we're going to try to do a deal and uh, provide the audience, more importantly, a deal for said service or product. Um, so if you have an author, for example, I have authors on a, on a regular basis on my shows um, because they're, they're very easy to, to, to come by if, if they're on your, your topic, right? Mm-hmm. And you say, oh, I'll promote your book. Just mention your book and I'll make sure that the link is in the show notes with an affiliate deal to say Amazon affiliates where you get a percentage of each sale of the book if they click on your link. Um, so it's all good uh, things the way to, to propagate the, the, um, the, 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 un, the interest in said business or said product um, and, and gain a little bit of insight and potentially some money in, on the side to, to continue propagating what you want to do. Go ahead. Sorry. No. Um, and then um, I think also addressing, like just before you record, you know, obviously greet them before, before you start recording, but uh, make sure you address what happens, especially if you're doing this kind of format. Uh, it, what happens if you have drop-offs, if you have mishaps in, oh, I, I, I said that sentence wrong. Can I do that again? Um, basically, I tell them, you know, stop re-say the whole sentence and then in the editing process because it's typically not live unlike this we will edit that out and take the best parts uh, in and then on top of the uh, transparency to build that trust i tell them i i will let you review the edited audio file before it is released so you can approve of it and that's a huge win because a lot of people say oh i get to review it before it's released so i don't sound like a not so smart person. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I, I, I'm in, right? So A, it's related to them. B, they see the, the questions and C, they can review the, the final result before it's released to the public so that they're not, they avoid embarrassment. Uh, and, and D, you can um, potentially uh, promote the product or service uh, if, if it makes sense. Right, right. And to, to your point, 
um, about making people feel uh, comfortable coming on your show is, is huge because they, you know, like CNN and Fox, they have experts on there for 10 minutes and they're just screaming at each other, yelling at each other. And that makes exciting TV, but that's not what a podcast is about. A podcast helps you like dive really deep on a topic and it gives, it lets a person, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It lets a person uh, explain in a deeper way. You know what I mean? So it's not, it's not about just these talking points. It's about diving deep. And I think that's what will attract people to coming on your show. So putting in things like, you know, the questions and putting in things like you can review the show before it goes live is going to help make people more uh, comfortable coming on your show. For sure. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, and then during the show, let's, uh, unless you have more things to cover nope. during the show, um, you want to listen carefully to what they say, right? Because they may use acronyms, for example, uh, you know, especially if you're, you're into technical or business things that people may not be familiar with. It's like, what's ROI stand for? It's like, oh, okay. Oh, let's clarify uh, what that acronym actually means. Oh, return on investment. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Um, or if they, if they use some jargon that's not clear, um, and then also you want to ask clarifying questions if some if a point isn't clear, even if they don't use jargon or, or, or acronyms, um, to clarify for the audience or yourself for that matter. Um, so it, it's it's worth uh, taking a look at at all those things. Uh, and here's yes. Ty- Tyler. Tyler yeah. has joined us as well. Um, yeah. And and to add on to during the show, you might need a mic, Tyler, or no. No, you're fine. Okay. I heard an echo. Uh, anyway. Uh, <laughs> okay. Yeah. We, so during the show, like you said, uh, just like remaining focused is the, is the key. And like zoning in is kind of like uh, being a sprinter, getting or like being a basketball player in the fourth quarter and getting in the zone. Like you have to be able to like have that space in your office, in your studio, wherever that is, where you can kind of block everything else out. While you're interviewing a person, nothing else in the world should matter. You know, it should just be you and that person is something that we don't. And, and, and that's my favorite part of podcasting, because if you find a great guest and you guys connect, then it can become a uh, almost a religious experience because you guys connect on a, a deeper level, mm-hmm. um, depending on the guest. Not always, but depending on the guest. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, and, that, and that's that's the beauty of podcasting for me is that you get to really there's no cell phones. There's no uh, t- televisions in the background. There's no kids running around yelling you know it's just there's no fires to put out at work it's just you and another person um learning from each other and diving deep on a topic so that's that's the whole key if you say uh um like a thousand times if you say uh you know say if you mess up and miss miss misspeak a word or have to go back it doesn't none of that really matters as long as you can build a connection with that the person you're interviewing Exactly. And then it, it, as long as it's not too distracting for the audience too, right? And you, you'll be able to tell when you review the audio. So, so mm-hmm. make sure it's, it's on airplane mode uh, yes. so, that, so that it's not a distraction and you're not yes. getting pinged by anybody for that matter during the show to, to Raz's point. Um, that uh, you were mentioning taking pauses between questions and answers uh, to make sure that the, uh, the other party is done speaking. Because uh, mm-hmm. a common challenge is crosstalk, right? Yeah. Where you think they're done, but they're actually taking a mental pause, and they're like, "Did they finish their answer? I don't know. Let's let's pause and wait and yeah. see." <laughs> and then you know, five seconds later, they're like, 
okay, I'm going to ask the next question. <laughs> and and uh, on occasion, um, there there are there are hiccups in either the uh, bandwidth or there's a technical challenge uh, or there's a drop off in in, in the, the the Wi-Fi or who knows, right? Or a mic, you know cuts out or something and you just have to record re-record that question right or re-record part of it i was like ah, i missed that part it's like it, it depends because some people like to read the scripts and usually you can tell which is bad um i prefer show notes right where you have like in theory if i give you five questions which typically i do uh, ahead of time you're going to write some some notes like points you want to talk about right it's like oh i'm going to talk about point a b and c right for for question one great don't read a script because then it will be very obvious that I am reading a script and it will sound very monotone and mm -hmm. it will be great. And actually it won't, it will be terrible. And then you, when you mess up on the script, you're going to just like, Oh, let me reread re that, that for the fourth time. Right. Um, I've had that have some, ha happen several times with uh, guests and it's painful for the guests. It's even more painful for me when I have to edit it, uh, <laughs> <laughs> which is not fun. So, so listen carefully. And see, do you really, really need to re-say the whole answer? Or can you just say the sentence that, you know, died for whatever reason uh, and, and needed to be revived in, and said better uh, in a, maybe or a different way uh, to make said point? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I agree. Uh, another resource that's kind of prep work and kind of during the show is uh, Toastmasters. If you've never joined the Toastmasters uh, group before or have heard of them, you should look one up close to you and, you know, go, go to a session, join a session. I think they're free to go the first couple of times and then just see what kind of feedback they give you, you know, and then you can work on that. And if you enjoy, you can join it because it's a great organization. But if, uh, if not, maybe you could just learn a little something that can help you, uh, you know, better present uh, your ideas as a, as a host. And, uh, and yes, and I've heard from uh, several podcast guests. There was one guy, he had been on a thousand podcasts or something like that. that was his claim to fame. He was like a guest on a thousand podcasts. And he said the worst podcasts are ones where the host is not engaging. He's just reading questions from a script and he's not really listening. And he doesn't even know if you're there or not. You know, he's just reading the questions. You know, he's just wanting the content. And he said, those are the worst podcasts. So I suggest having questions and sending them to the guests, but also like listening when the guest says something, because sometimes that, that answer can lead to a, a deeper answer that you can take, you know, on a side, a side quest, you know, and to, to dive deeper. So, you know, have questions there to help get you out of trouble, but also listen to what your guest is saying, because that's the reason they're there. Exactly. Yeah. Because if I just read a script of questions, like question one, Okay, question two. <laughs> right. Th that's about as engaging as, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Brett, you have the exact reaction that I would expect. <laughs> Actually, no, it would not. It would be very sad. <laughs> it's like, yeah. You'd be like crying and as you turn it off. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I, I should be crying for creating something like that. <laughs> yeah. That boring. <laughs> yeah. And then the worst part is you don't connect with the guests at all, you know, because that's another offshoot, like the secret of podcasting, I say, is that is that after a podcast is over, you have the opportunity to connect with the guests or invite them to meetings or they'll invite you to speak somewhere or they'll invite you to a group they're part of or they'll send you clients. But if you don't connect with the guests, none of that's going to happen. True. You know, yeah. because even if you don't have 100,000 people downloading your podcast every month, if you can connect with, you know, four guests a month or two guests a month on a deeper level, that can take your business to extreme heights, mm -hmm. uh, but you have to connect with them. Yeah.
Yeah. And, and there's multiple ways to connect with, with people. Like we mentioned the social media networks uh, in a previous um, uh, uh, Samantha podcast meetup, we, we talked about all the different places you can find um, places to sign up uh, for guests, right. Mm-hmm. Or, or, or to be a guest for that matter. Um, there's a new one called uh, podcast movement university. I think they yes. launched that's the brand spanking new one. Um, yep. And I, I recently signed up for matchmaker.fm and gotten awesome results. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so uh, that's that's a new rel- revelation for me. Um, but uh, LinkedIn is still my, my preferred channel uh, for finding uh, lots and lots of people. Um, and um, uh, what else should we talk about during the show? Uh, <laughs> us, us. <laughs> We talked about this with uh, Brett before before the show a little bit, and that podcasts are different than radio. You don't have to fill every single moment of silence. So filler words aren't as needed during a podcast because you can have a little pause, and then people will lean in a little bit more if you just pause and take a break versus uh like that, which I do terribly, but... <laughs> everybody does a little bit yeah Mm -hmm. yeah yeah and there's there's ways to control it right if you're super conscious about it uh, if you Mm -hmm. really really need to control it because you're saying uh like every other word right Uh, Mm -hmm. then then it's probably a little bit more distracting and you need to work on that right not not that you do um but um and then um something else to consider you you talked about the turnarounds uh which is a great podcast Mm -hmm. um the um Exercise asking better questions. Mm. Uh, that's a huge thing that a lot of podcasters uh, talk about. Um, ask less yes or no questions and ask a lot more thought-provoking questions, like yeah. open-ended questions that are going to lead to a longer answer, a lot, a lot more meat to, ta- to talk about, right? Or vegetables uh, to talk about um, <laughs> that are going to be uh, more to chew on, mentally speaking, um, and so that it, it's going to entertain, it's going to inform, it's going to engage the audience and the guest uh, and, and, and the host, as well as, you know, more importantly, the, the so everybody is going to engage and, and entertain and inform everybody. Uh, that, that's mm-hmm. the goal of the podcast, right? It's to do some of those things. Because if you're just like rambling, yeah, it's like, what do you what's the point? <laughs> it's mm-hmm. like, I've come for the rambling of the day. <laughs> it's like, yeah. It's like, yeah uh, I'm not a fan of those myself. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm glad you said that Henrik, the, one of the most inspirational, not inspirational, but one of the quotes that stuck out to me for a long time. And I remember it to this day, I listened to this podcast like five years ago it was Tim Ferriss and he interviewed uh, Cal Newport years ago, the famous uh, author and sports journalist, and he actually interviewed. Uh, uh, it wasn't it wasn't Putin, but it was a Russian. Uh, I don't know if it's prime minister, or president. Anyway, a Russian leader. And what he said was, is that, you know, his first question was something really. Um, it wasn't. It was really emotional. So I like, got to the heart of the matter. So I took that and I created my first question on all my podcasts. And it's uh, his. Here it is. If you are so, Henrik, if you're walking through your neighborhood. Uh, you're walking through your neighborhood, a little, comes, a little kid comes up to you and says, Henrik, you're my hero. How can I be like you when I grow up? And in the language that a 10 to 12-year-old can understand, what does it take to be Henrik DeJour, right? 
That's right. my first question in all my podcasts. And if you start with something like that, something that gets to the heart of a person and lets them kind of open up that, you know, bear their soul a little bit, then everything else will just flow. You know, the entire interview will just open up mm-hmm. if you just start with, you know, start with something, a question like that. Mm-hmm. That's a deep question, right? Uh, it, it is. And, it and is. probably people a deep, sorry, good. Yeah. And people aren't, people aren't ready for it. They're not, they don't know what to expect, but it does allow them to think uh, kind of childlike, you know, it gets them thinking mm-hmm. less, they're, they're taken off by it. They're, less defensive, you know, they're less professional, and, but they also say something extremely heartwarming and helpful and, and honest, mm-hmm. you know, when I, when I start with that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And it'll make it simple too, to all audiences, because likely people slightly over 10 will listen to the podcast, but it'll, it'll make it to the simplest terms. What right. makes you a good person, right? Right. Or so that even makes- intellectuals can understand it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, hopefully they too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> they can dissect it a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. So, um, anything else during the show? No, I think I'm, I think that's it for me. Okay. So, how about after the show? Uh, what should we do? So, post show as a host is a follow up. You know, they say the fortune is in the follow up. So, just follow up, follow up. You know, send. Make sure you're. You know, send people the link when it comes out give them an opportunity, you know, send them a widget or send them all the social media, whatever clips you do. So they have the opportunity to share it, you know, tag them in all the posts you make so they can, you know, be seen and share it with their audience as well. Uh, And then just also just tell them thank you, you know, or send them a gift if you can get it like a little coffee mug or get a hat or get a pen or a sticker or something like that, or even just a handwritten note to say thank you for coming on the show. All all of that stuff matters. It's the little things that matter. Mm -hmm. Things that people typically most people don't do right, right? Uh, uh, because like, how many handwritten notes do you get nowadays? Very few. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially now. <laughs> yeah. yeah so, true. so, so things that st- that make you stand out, the people will remember that big time, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, and then um, you can right after the show, like literally after you stop recording, and maybe you you have you continue the conversation afterwards. Um, you usually I find the guests uh, to be very generous and sometimes the hosts as well, honestly, um, where they talk about details that they didn't necessarily want to talk during the show, but you can continue recording, hypothetically speaking, and maybe add that in without them, not necessarily not knowing, but tell them, it's like, oh, I'm curious about this and this and this, right? After the show. And if it's like super valuable, you can either do it like the, the after the outro, you know, you can continue the, the riff around like some detail that may be less relevant, you know, that kind of thing. People, some shows have that where it's mm-hmm. like, oh, wow, that's some seriously awesome detail that we, just, we kind of skipped over. Um, but you can ask them for other guests to interview. That's a big one. Yeah, that's a huge one. Like I, I asked recently, somebody was like, oh, who do you think I should interview about this, uh, this topic as well? And the guy rattled off six names. Mm-hmm. And he said, I'll introduce you all to every single one of them. Mm-hmm. And I got almost every single one as a, as a future guest, awesome. which is a huge win, right? Uh, as a podcaster. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, if there's uh, other businesses that you want to promote, um, you know, similar to, to the ones that you already talked to, same thing. That's huge for monetization, right? Um, and and for, for growth in general, business growth to, to all parties, right? Because podcast is, is basically almost like a free advertisement, if you think about it, right? You mm-hmm. advertise sometimes on shows if you have a big enough audience, but 
if you mention it during the show rather than saying, and this is brought to you by blah, 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 right? Or sponsored by whatever, right? Um, there's, that's one thing. But if you're literally talking about it during the show, I think it has more credit, if you will, in the audience's perspective, because A, they're listening because there's set authority talking about XYZ product or service, right? And then the host is promoting it too, by default, right? Um, because you're allowing the airtime for them to talk about said thing, right? Um, even if it's an indirect way. Um, and so that, that can work. Um, and then what else? Um, we talked about the approvals after, um, after editing. Um, that's a big thing so that mm-hmm. you're transparent about it. No gotchas, no surprises. It's yeah. like, oh, you, you remember all the uhs and stuff? I, I, put, I threw that all more in. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, that doesn't happen. <laughs> right. I extended it. I made them longer. <laughs> I slowed them down. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. That would be the worst possible thing you could do. As a host, it right? would, yeah. <laughs> so... so if, if, but if you can cross-promote each other, that's huge, right? Mm-hmm. And, and that's partially why you want to have certain guests on the show is if they have a good following and you have a good following, you can cross-promote each other's net, through each other's networks. Now, some people are terrible at that and some people are really good. Um, and there's a variety of factors why. I think the easier you make it to, to promote what you're trying to, to promote, like you literally give them the verbatim script in an email saying, hey, I'd love for you to help me cross promote or promote this or share this, right? Um, and you make it really explicit and you give them literally the, the two lines of, of, of text with the hashtags and links and blah, 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 that they just have to copy and paste and share. That's a huge win too. Uh, it for said purpose, typically. Um, how often that happens? That's a, uh, I guess that's more follow up, right? To yep. your point. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I think that's it for me. Okay. Yeah. Um, I think emailing them right after, uh, or the day, sorry, the day or the morning of the show release, that's huge um, as well. Um, so that they know a, a it's come out and b they know when to promote and there's where you can start dropping like hints like oh can you please share this blah 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 text or something similar it doesn't matter if they want to uh, change it up um, you can also ask the guests for feedback like oh what's missing from the show what would you change right so getting honest feedback from them um, some people will be honest some people will just be nice and say it was great it was good which is not that helpful, honestly. <laughs> it's like, okay, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, anything that will help the future of the, the, the topic or of the show, like saying, oh, have you considered asking this question instead or with, uh, along with your questions, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that, that can be very powerful, like, like the question that you suggested. Um, and then uh, what else? Um, Asking them to subscribe and promote the show, of course, uh, at least that recording of them. Um, that's mm-hmm. usually more common than the whole show. And then, yeah, um, questions from anybody? And I, I guess my final thought would be is that if once you start, do your best to keep going. Oh, yeah. Because it's just it's on the job training, basically. So, like, you know, you're going to get better as time goes on. Like, your first interview is going to be not the best. 
you know, but you can only get better. Joe Rogan, one of the most popular podcaster right now. Uh, if you go back and listen to episode one, it was horrible. Or you know, completely, completely horrible. Mm-hmm. Or it's for early episodes were terrible. He was like yelling and trying to be this shock jock type of guy. But that's just not, you know, it wasn't good. But he's evolved over the years, you know, and, and you will too. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Don't measure don't measure yourself by by based on on just what what one person does or or what your first ten episodes sound like. Um, mm-hmm. you, you need to keep the to your point, Raz, the the consistency of your show. So if you set a cadence of say weekly or every two weeks or once a month or whatever that is, um, I don't recommend starting daily because that's a lot of work. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, not everyone's yes. John Lee Dumas, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> Where he does like eight in one day and then he like pushes them out. <laughs> uh, yeah. he, he obviously has a process and it works really well for him. And you know, mm-hmm. two thousand plus episodes later. Um, but uh, make it sustainable for yourself, right? And have a, a uh, buffer of, of episodes in, in your, your back pocket so that, um, like I record several in, in a month, right? Knowing that for the next month, I already have recorded some. So I'll record for several months at a time or the entire series at a time. Like I, I've, I've done like 52 episodes first, write a book about it, and then promote the book with every single episode that works, right? Then everything's recorded, everything's set, uh, everything's approved, uh, and you just push schedule everything and you're done. Um, but most people do it a little slower. <laughs> they, they do like handful of episodes, like uh, Trevina last month, they, she talked about doing four at a time. That's a very manageable amount, especially if it's just you doing solo, you know, talking to the mic kind of thing. Or right. recording, scheduling four, four interviews in a couple of weeks or a week, right? right? Um, I like doing back-to-back. I like batching. That's just me. Um, but it, it, that's an efficiency of the host, right? Uh, and, and it simplifies things for me and automates back to Trevina's points. Um, anything else uh, that we missed, uh, Tyler or Brett, that you have questions on or you want to make points on? Not super helpful for me. Okay. I'm, still, I'm still new and learning how to be a host. Tyler is still learning. Okay, no worries. Yeah, and, and uh, Brad, I, I think you're you're launching soon. So yeah, absolutely, I'm launching soon. What about uh, agreements with mm. the guests? And do you do do you have signed contracts like who owns the material and things like that? Um, legalese, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I Rest. don't personally, but I know our. Uh, I asked my friend, uh, I can't think of his name. Alex? Alex, yeah, I asked my friend Alex. We just had one mastermind session so far. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, uh, he has one, and it's a really um, in-depth one, but also simple. Uh, and it's just on a Google, a Google Docs that he has everybody sign, go through before they come on the show. And it just says things like, uh, you know, we own this, uh, basically. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. But yep. I, I don't know. For what I do, I don't. But maybe I'm, I'm thinking more and more about it because mm-hmm. as podcasting becomes more popular, mm-hmm. there are also downsides to it, I'm sure. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I'll, yeah, I think I'll start doing it. Yeah. Because if, if you give the preamble, like, uh, ver- legalese, like, I will own all the content, I can do anything I want with it, blah, 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 that, that it, it, it puts it up front, right? And, and they have to approve in order for you to move forward with the interview, blah, 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 blah. So, so it gives you more freedom to, on how you want to use the content. Um, what I do is in the email, I say, I 
this is my intent with the podcast interview. I plan to transcribe it. I plan to potentially make it in, into a book. I, uh, uh, the, what you said, um, I plan to have you uh, approve of the content prior to, I plan to do this and this and this and this. And then um, I actually ask for written email form, uh, written, do you approve as is or do you require other edits? And then if they say approve as is, that's technically legal because it's a, it's approved in writing with date timestamp, et cetera, et cetera. And emails are legally binding uh, information if, if you word it the right way. Because, um, you know, obviously if it's not, you know, one, two, three, uh, cat at gmail.com or something. <laughs> but uh, something a little bit more formal like your name, um, especially at a company name. So. Uh, does that answer your question, Brett? Yeah, super, great, great. I, I've even seen people put it in their calendarly uh, invite as as part of the process, where where it, it leads to a Gmail link uh, or, or a Google Docs link where they get to read the legalese and they approve, and it's a checkbox basically. And then it, it tells them the formats, it tells them all the questions, it tells them everything, and then it literally pushes out a, a, a Zoom or, or a, a Google Meet or whatever you're going to use, Citrix, et cetera, et cetera, to, to record on said date, said time, because they're, they're scheduling when you want that block of time to interview. Um, so, so using Calendarly or Schedule Once or whatever your favorite tool is to book in advance, uh, that's, a, that's a huge win too, because it saves you so much time in, from the back and forth, like, Oh, would you like to do Thursday? How about Friday? Oh, four o'clock? No. Oh, two. Oh, no. How about next week? No, 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 yeah. no, no, no. Fifteen emails just to schedule one person. Yeah. It's like it's like here's a link. Oh, you've booked. Great, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Done. See you then. Yeah. <laughs> Very quick and forward. Uh, providing all of the, the questions and then of course sending your email address in case they need they have additional questions, which on occasion they do, of course. Uh, but make them back to your point comfortable with uh, whatever is uh, important to share. Yeah, correct. Yep. Anything else? Or are we good? I think that's it. Uh, right. People can find us on meetup.com or on our personal websites, henrikdegura.com or terazmisha.com if they want to ask questions. Uh, and we can, you know, we invite a lot of questions. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, please send us questions so we know what to talk about on the next uh, Savannah Podcast Meetup. For sure. Yeah. Thank you so much for making the time.